More than 25 million people quit their jobs in the first seven months of this year, and it is now being called the Great Resignation. Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. The United States is experiencing a revolution, a retirement revolution. How do you know if you're retirement ready? That's what we want to tackle in today's podcast. I'm Molly Nelson, the host of this podcast. I'm here with Rochelle Smith. She is the producer of the podcast. And across from us is Lauren Merkel. He's a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, and a retirement income certified professional. And Lauren, You've seen the revolution firsthand. Yeah, we certainly have. I mean, if even if we take out the, some of the factors today that weren't involved in this environment or economy two years ago, there was a lot of people retiring anyway. Anyway, I mean, there's projected 10,000 people retiring every single day, and that's projected to take place for the next 15 years. So we have a lot of baby boomers who are deciding to, to hang it up, and they're deciding to do something else with their time. And then enters covid and now it shakes up the entire landscape. So we have a lot more people changing jobs. So resigning and going to a different job for many reasons. But then we have those who are on the cusp, on the doorstep saying, I might have one year, two years left, but it maybe it's not worth it. And so they are deciding to retire a little bit earlier than what they were otherwise projecting for many factors that are that are heavily COVID related. Yeah, and you might have seen it in the news or media sources called the Great Resignation. That's what economists are calling it. And there's some numbers that back it up. In April of 2021, the number of workers who quit their jobs in a single month broke an all-time U.S. record. Uh, we've seen, and you've talked to, Lauren, a lot of people in the healthcare sector that are close that say, this is, I'm ready to be done. And we know that service industry folks are leaving in mass numbers as well. We have a doctor client who just decided to retire because she's been going through this for the last 18 months. And she's like, I can't do it anymore. She didn't need to work. She wanted to continue to work and she was hoping to be able to work for another couple of years, but it just became too much. And for <laughs> health reasons for her own personal health reasons she just decided it, it wasn't worth it anymore so she retired and there's many people just like that whether it's in the healthcare sector or as you mentioned molly in the service sector that are deciding it's it's not worth it so they're going to retire so we're talking about all of these quits. Goldman Sachs looked at it and found that two-thirds of the people leaving jobs over the summer weren't quitting, they were retiring. So the numbers back up, Lauren, what you're hearing when you're talking to families and individuals. Two-thirds of the people leaving their jobs this summer, they weren't quitting, they were retiring, according to some Goldman Sachs research. One million were normal retirements, an additional 1.5 million opted for early retirement. And one more thing I read that I thought was really interesting is for the first time, they survey people, they say, when do you think you're going to retire? For the first time, a lot of people are saying 62. It's the youngest reported age that people are, are, are being surveyed or saying, and it's to me, ironic because people are living longer than they've lived before. You know, science is coming along. Medical technology is keeping us alive longer. But people are saying, I don't want to work that long anymore. On the surface, it does seem ironic. But I think there's a couple things that go into that. One, people are wealthier than what they've ever had before. But we're also seeing family members, friends pass away 
due to COVID or COVID related things. And people are starting to think, is it worth it? Should I be enjoying my freedom of time and doing things that I've been thinking about doing or instead of delaying that to work another couple of years? So people are having these hands-on personal experiences that are making them reconsider how much longer they should be working. The second thing I think that, that goes into that is people have never been more prepared for retiring than what they are right now. More people are, are engaging in retirement planning than what they ever have because they're starting to figure out what is all involved in a retirement plan. Whereas before we've all been taught that the investments that we have, the investments that we own are our retirement plan. But in reality, there's so much more that goes into retirement planning. And people are starting to think about when they do retire, where's their income going to be coming from? What should they be doing with their Social Security? What are they going to be doing to minimize the amount of money that they spend in taxes? And everybody is thinking about their health care costs. They're thinking about where are they going to get health care from? How, how are they going to weed through the maze of different Medicare options that they have. Uh, the ACA is very prominent right now because that is set to expire at the end of next year. So a lot of people are thinking about that. And then you have the long-term care component of it. As people are seeing their loved ones go through a long-term care need, they're, they're, they're putting that personal experience back on themselves. What kind of risk do they have? How are they going to cover that? So people are thinking about all these different things more than they ever have. They're putting their plans in place prior to engaging in retiring. And so we go through a pandemic like this. They already know many people that they could retire if they wanted to. And so now these outside influences are weighing heavily on their mind. And they're saying, I know I can retire. I don't need to work another couple of years. I'm just going to retire now and be done with all the complications that come with working in a COVID type of environment. Yeah. And haven't you talked to a lot of people who have said that their employer is asking them to come back into the office and they're like, no, I liked working from home. I was just talking with a, a higher up at a major company here in Des Moines. And she, she's been telling me that for the last couple months, it's been a mandate to have people come back in the office and they set the date. And I haven't seen her for a couple months. And I just saw her the other day and she said, you're right. She says, people are leaving. So she has people on her team and other departments that are parallel to her that are just leaving in mass and they can't find anybody to replace that. And that's because they are mandating people come back from working from home back into the office. And it's just not going over very well. Yeah. So catching the virus, just being ready to be done with your job, the stress of your job. Um, people, I read a really neat article too, where the pandemic, the pandemic forced a lot of people to change their identity. Their job wasn't as big of a part of who they were because all of a sudden they were at home, maybe more with a spouse or kids or their hobby or their pet or, or what other of their places they were putting their focus into. Have you heard people talking about that as well? Yeah, they most definitely have because when you, it's different. When you go to the office, it's, it feels like that separation. It's like a whole new identity uh, and you're a whole different person. But then many people were first forced to work at home and now they realize that there is a lot more to themselves. There's a lot more to, and they're kind of re redesigning what their identity is. And they're saying, again, I, there's more to me. I found that. I'm more comfortable letting go this other part that I thought was so, so much a bigger part of me than, than what it ever really was. Yeah. So this great resignation coinciding with a retirement resolution. One big factor, Lauren, is that wealth is at an all time high. The number of 401k and individual retirement accounts holding at least $1 million soared to a record 745,000 in the second quarter of 2021. 
people have done well in the stock market the last few years. People have done well in the stock market really since 2009. I mean, we had one little glitch in 2020 in March, April, and May, but that's really about it. 2018, people could contend was a, a rough year, but at the end of the at the end of the 2018 the stock market was still down less than double digits so since 2008 we've the stock market has soared and people's 401k plans have just ballooned into this massive wealth and it's allowing them the confidence to say hey I can retire and I can I can deliver income from my social security from my pension from my 401k plan and live just fine and again that's a contributor to people's confidence level saying I can do this I can retire and be just just fine well, what we want you to um, pontificate right here, right now is, is that the new normal? Because I might work a couple more years, right? If you can, <laughs> if you can tell me that uh, stocks are going to keep soaring, I might stay in the game a couple more years. One of the frustrating things of ac acquiring wealth, especially the way most people do it, which is which is in incrementally putting money in their 401k plan. Every pay period, they're just putting money into it. And when you're 30 and 40 years old, it doesn't seem like it grows that that much. It doesn't seem like it grows that quickly because of the doubling effect. If, you, if you're starting out putting in your 401k plan, you have $50,000 in your 401k plan. Well, on average, your 401k plan might be set to double every five to six years with your contributions, including your contributions. So 50,000 doubles to 100,000, well, you're not ready to retire on 100,000. But then 100,000 doubles to 200,000. You're still not ready, but you're feeling better. And you can see the snowball effect really take place with your 401k plan. And then your 200,000 doubles to 400,000. You're feeling really now good. Now you're talking, now yeah. Now you're talking. And then that next doubling period, 400,000 goes to 800,000. That sounds a lot better. Yeah, it does. And now your confidence level is still growing. And then 800,000 goes to 1.6 right, million. All right, cashing in. Done. <laughs> and that's the effect that we've seen in the 2009 to 2021 stock soaring stock market has increased that effect. And so, yes, that is, that's a big part of it, but you have to get that foundation of your 401k plan built in order to allow that last couple doubling effects to really have that dramatic of an impact on you. You can't wait until you're 50 years old because you're going to have less of those doubling periods, which means you're probably not going to get to that $1.6 million mark because you're not going to have that last doubling period. Rochelle, did he answer my question? Are stocks going to keep soaring? I mean, we just want a crystal ball thing here. Exactly. Merkel, can't you just pull yours out? This is a question, <laughs> Look into this it. This is a question I get asked multiple times every single day. So here's what I say. Stock market is going to continue to soar and it's going to drop too. So it's going to do both. Nobody really knows short term what this market's going to do. But if the last hundred years was any indicator, it will continue to rise. But we're going to have some short term dips. My overall view of the markets right now is the economy is strong. Yes, there's some holes in the economy. Things There's some areas where things aren't great. But overall, the economy is strong. And if we need any proof of that, look at how we've how we've survived over this last two years when otherwise, if we had a weak economy, we would be in shambles. But the economy has persevered, and there's a lot of reasons for that. So right now, we're still strong, but there's some things that could take place that are outside of our control that could shake up the stock market. And obviously, COVID is, is one of those, right? If, if, we, if we have to shut down again, that's going to be devastating. 
Uh, if we can't get our, as a society, our arms wrapped around how we're going to be able to live in a COVID world, because COVID of, of some variant is probably going to be here for a very long time, uh, then that's going to create some issues. We got supply chain issues. We got inflation issues. We got uh, work shortage issue, worker shortage issues. So we have all these things that are interrelated that could have an impact on the volatility that we're going to see in the market. So from a market experience standpoint, we eliminate some of those variables. Well, I think the market's going to do well for, for at least the next 12 to 18 months. But any one of those things, if it continues to grow or get worse, could create some bigger short-term volatility issues. Yeah, and we're talking about a retirement revolution, but then you'll also read that that needs to be backfilled by a hiring revolution or, or companies getting more efficiency and doing more with less people. So that's the, the kinds of things that the, the people that are hiring have to worry about. Oh, most definitely. Uh, it, and this is, you know, I rarely go to McDonald's. So sure. You rarely, <laughs> he rarely goes or shall rarely go to McDonald's. Rare. Yeah. Right. But I was, my daughter and I were driving back from Cedar Rapids uh, a couple weekends ago and we stopped at McDonald's and I went in When's the last time you guys <laughs> went into a McDonald's? Oh, well, I have young kids, so. <laughs> so. But you went into the store? No, I typically drive through, yeah. Okay, so I went into the store, and I went up to the counter like I did the last time I went to McDonald's. And it was weird because this guy was standing off to the side, and there's this large, I don't know, five-foot vertical iPad, screen. essentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he was messing with that. I didn't really pay <laughs> much attention. I just went up to the counter like I always did before. <laughs> Got it, yeah. And they took my order. But then as I was waiting, I was looking around and I was like, oh, I could have ordered right here. Right. Right. So there was one person who wasn't even at the counter. She was in the back mm -hmm. doing what she was doing. She took a break to come up and take my order. Whereas the last time I was in McDonald's, there was three people at the counter and a line of people taking orders. So technology and efficiencies is definitely something that workers have to be concerned about because with worker shortages... America does what America does. We innovate and we replace jobs with, with computers. By the way, they've been doing that at McDonald's for a while. I you just you, don't I, go I enough. We've, oh, my kids love it. Time. They're scrolling and they're adding shakes and then, oh, I need a <laughs> chocolate milk. And I, I turn my head over here because one's running that way. And all of a sudden my bill's $45 at McDonald's. So, oh yeah, kids love, did you let Jace do it? No, I didn't. Jace, Jace was in the car. Okay, got it, yeah. got it. She but, was waiting for the food to come. But uh, then I went to McDonald's again and I went in. So since that, I went in. Oh. And I, because I wanted to see how this thing worked. So I used this thing. It's slick, right? I didn't like it. Wow, my so, gosh. To me, to me, it took a lot longer. Like, I knew what I wanted, and I had to find it, and it took me a lot longer than if I just went and went up there and talked to somebody. Fair. Calm. That's fair. That's fair. You know, I'm not a millennial. Uh, no, you're mom. not. You're way too old. You're way Every, too old. Everybody else in this room is a millennial. So, you know, I'm kind of old school. I love that you went to McDonald's just to see what it was I, like. I had to yeah, test yeah, it out. Yeah. It wasn't for the food. It was just to see <laughs> what the touch screen was. And like any technology, once you use it once, I promise next time you go. Actually, you know what? You should let Jace do it. I guarantee Jace could I, fire she, that order in 10 times faster than you You're can. right. She would be much, much quicker with it. And she would love it, too. Yeah, you know, kids, it's kids latch onto that stuff pretty quick. Okay, maybe we've gone off the rails a little bit, but you, you raise a really good point because... When people's job changes, when the environment changes, I mean, change can be the impetus that can make you retire. So you're listening to this right now and you're like, I'm ready for the change. I think I'm close. Should I retire? So Lauren, I come to you and I say this COVID thing, I, I, I want to be done. 
I, I'm a nurse. I've been on my feet. They're having me work all kinds of hours. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm ready to go. Can I retire? Where do you start the conversation? How do you help them through it? Number one question we receive right now is, can I retire? What does retirement really look like for me from a cash flow, from a lifestyle standpoint? And again, there's a lot that goes into that. Where we start is, what do you want to do? What do you want your retirement to look like? What are your monthly or day-to-day activities? What, what do you like to do? What do you enjoy doing? How do you, what's your retirement vision? And then that's going to identify for us how much is it going to cost you to do what it is that you want to do to live this life that you want to live. And then we start looking at your resources. Do you have a pension? If so, how much? Uh, what do you get from a Social Security benefit standpoint of the, all the different Social Security options you have? What do you have saved in your 401k plan or your IRAs? And that money that you have in your 401k and IRAs, is it pre-tax? Is it predominantly pre-tax? Do you have some Roth money underneath there that you don't owe a tax bill on to the IRS when you take it out? So what, what, do all of the, what are all the factors that go into you being able to retire? And then we compile all that data together into your retirement plan. And it's a physical plan that you can see. And seeing what your retirement plan looks like from a financial standpoint on paper is very powerful. So you can see if you want to retire in 2022, in let's say June of 2022, we're, we're, how much money are you going to be able to receive from these sources in July of 2022, in, in August, in September? And what is it going to look like in September of 2042? How much money are you going to have left? What, how, does, how does you retiring next year going to impact your legacy plans? And you can see all of this stuff and how it works together and what, how you're going to be able to accomplish your retirement vision. And then the answer, can you retire, becomes very simple. It's either a yes, and then you, you're happy and you go retire, or it's a no, and here's some specific action steps that you can take to help you retire as soon as possible. Talk about how people being surveyed said, Hey, I'm ready to retire by 62. The earliest that that's been recorded in some of these surveys. I read something that I cannot believe I didn't send you this article, Lauren, because I thought, Oh my gosh, Lauren, this is, this is what Lauren would say if he was writing this article. And the article said that if you're in your sixties, it's kind of at a golden age for tax planning because you have time to take advantages of some strategies that can really put a lot more spendable income in your pocket. Yeah, let's say you're retiring at 62. Well, now you have a full 10 years based on current required minimum distribution law that you can engage in tax planning strategies where you can buy out your business partner who is the IRS, not a friendly business partner, <laughs> not a great business partner. But, but they're there. <laughs> nonetheless, you made a deal with the IRS when you put money on a pre-tax basis into your 401k plan. That deal was you're not going to pay taxes now. You're not going to pay taxes later. You're going to pay taxes when you take it out. And it's going to be based on whatever your tax brackets are at that time. So if you're 62... When you retire, you have 10 years that you can systematically, intentionally take money out of your plan, convert it over to the Roths, pay taxes on it at a tax bracket that you can control now more than ever. Because when you're working, it's hard to control your tax brackets. You're going to make whatever you make. And your goal when you're working for most people is to make as much as you can make. And that means you could have your tax brackets. I mean, whatever your tax brackets are. Yeah, you don't have any control. The, you don't have control. set by lawmakers. In retirement. 
you can control, you have more control, especially if you engage in the planning. So one of the strategies that a lot of our families are, are working on right now is living on cash. You, re, you retire at 62, instead of taking Social Security right away at 62, or taking distributions to live on from your 401k plan that you have to pay taxes on, you live on cash. And what a perfect time if you have excess cash to use that for living expenses because you're not making anything at the bank. So it's not like you're losing out on opportunities to make money at the bank. And you can now convert a lot more money, pay taxes on this money that you're converting at maybe a 10% level, maybe a 12% level. And for some people, even 22 or 24% is a good deal, but you can pay it at a lower level. And then you have that money growing tax-free underneath the Roth IRA, insulated from any tax rate changes down the road. So retiring early 60s, mid 60s is a really good strategy for some people who are funded well enough and they want to engage in some really heavy tax planning. Okay, if this is resonating with someone listening, how quickly can this happen? When you say this, you mean retirement. Get, get a, retirement? Yeah. Uh and I what so immediately what comes to my mind is how quickly can you put a plan in place? So if you don't have a complete plan or you don't have any plan at all, how quickly can you get a plan in place so you can identify do do you want well, you want to retire, right? That, right. That's why, that's why you're, right. you're but ready. But can you do it but the way you want you to? Can you do it? And can you do it the way you want to? It doesn't take that long. I mean, for, for people that we we meet for the very first time, it might take three weeks. It might take six weeks, all depending upon schedules as far as getting together and how the conversations go. But within a three to six week time frame, you can have a complete plan that's customized to you to give you the answers and the confidence to make these decisions that you want to make. And, and this plan is going to outline the strategies and the techniques that you're going to use right away to, to retire. But also it's going to include the strategies for next year and the following year and, and give you the visual of what this whole retirement picture looks like. And it's because of that visual that it really gives people the confidence. It gives you the confidence to say, I'm never going to work again. I'm never going to make a dime of earned income again. And now I'm going to allow my money to work for me that you've been working for for the last 40 years. Well, and since I'm already thinking about retirement and I've got, you know, a few more years, I imagine if you're in your 60s, you've been thinking about retirement for a while too. Three to six weeks is an okay amount of time to, to wait to plan out the next 25 to 35 years of your life. I think so. And the families that we work with think so. And everybody who engages in a plan, whether it's with us or another retirement planning firm, or even if they do it themselves, that they... They, they find the value of that, and the value of that is confidence in time. People have been working for 40 years. You've been working for 40 years. You want more time. That's why you do decide to retire. And the planning and the visual that you receive with that plan is what enables you to, to have that confidence to enjoy your new time. So maybe it's time for you to retire, but you're not sure where to start. Here is a great opportunity. Go to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Retire.com right now. And you can schedule a 15-minute complimentary retirement checkup call. You'll talk directly to a retirement planner about your retirement vision. We'll also continue talking about all of the components that go into retirement on this podcast. It's retiring today. Tell a friend about it. Subscribe and rate us and join us next time. Thanks for listening. Merkel Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. 
Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. Thank you.